you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Around the NFL podcast. Never slide into the DMs. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined in a room filled with heroes Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. Um, I, I, I just want to bring up something, and I brought it up at the end of our Twitter show earlier this week, but I, I thought on this platform it should come up again because I think it, it it deserves to be amplified. Uh, we were prepping the show, um, our previous podcast, and, and Greg got a text on his phone. <laughs> you going back to this? <laughs> and uh, he looked at it, and his it was his wonderful wife, Emika, who um, let him know that there was a, a vagrant on the front stoop of their house and Emika was alone at home Greg processed it and said well call the police Emika said she didn't want to go down that road <laughs> I didn't say that exactly. <laughs> it's already off the rails and then <laughs> and then the light bulb went off above Greg's head because what I think you realized at that moment Greg was that she didn't want to call the police because she decided to throw up the bat signal she was looking for a hero she's got a real man lives in that house. She threw up the bat signal for Greg. I, but I just don't think this What's is the, the greatest example. Fred. Fred's there in the back. Uh, I don't know if this is the greatest example of me well, acting like that. So You seem to make it out to be. When Greg not- realized that the bat signal was out, there was no hesitation. This was like the opposite of, remember after the um, horrible 9-11 terrorist attacks, George W. Bush in the classroom reading My Pet Goat, and he sat there. And he sat there, and he sat there, and he, he didn't. He was not decisive, and he Mystified. criticism for that. Yeah, not Greg. <laughs> Immediately, he rose to his feet. He said, "Guys, I'll be back. I got to go see about a girl. <laughs> I got to check in with my old lady." And now you're—that's just a movie line. <laughs> and he started walking out of the newsroom, and then he got a text, and um, the bum left. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's the thing. So he, it would have been a great back, story if I went back chair. home and, and did what I intended, which was to ask, you know, very nicely for him to leave. Uh, but, yeah, he, he had left. Oh, that would have been a delicious by, by encounter. Did he leave evidence local of vagrant. his um, stay there? Oh, quite a bit. Yes. Uh, that was my first task when I did arrive home uh, was to – Bring the kids around the side so they couldn't see the awesome. em- tons of empty beer cans. Um, <laughs> some, seven apart. Tons? Like, like three or four. But, uh, some fruit, an open fruit thing container from Vons, some applesauce. She's eating healthy. Mu- multiple women's razors huh. like that you would shave your legs with. And then some prepaid uh, Visa cards that were unopened, like $2. Pre- it, was, it was a whole thing. And I had to pick, you know. This man's an enigma. It was, tr- it was troubling. But I just want to put it out there that the cards, I the cards, saw Greg walking out of the newsroom <laughs> when his phone blew up again before he sat down. So what did he do? I mean, the cards didn't even work. Was, he walked out of the newsroom and he was on right his back. way to his car to confront this bum. This it, bum that was I mean, threatening his old lady. It was a thought. I guess yeah, if it's a thought, thought that, that counts. counts, yeah. You were on your way to... to I learned to, something about you, help Greg. And La Ravio oh. Magnifico. Yeah, in the reverse. I learned that Greg was not going to rely on law enforcement or just uh, putting his phone down and not looking at it again. He was going to go take care of business. Uh, he was going to fight for the honor of his wife. Did she thank you? I hope that you know she Good treated question. you very well when you came home, knowing what your intention Great was going to be. I, she appreciated me pick, picking up uh, all the stuff. But no, I think she was more still holding it against me that I moved her to Los Angeles. Mm. Just like a oh, no. five-year-long oh, no. thing. It's quite a grudge. Do you want to? Do you want to share the one text that she sent? Yeah, she just said last straw. <laughs> oh, no. This podcast is almost over in its current iteration. All right. Good talk. Good story. Good memories. And good husband. Big show. Friday show. Love Fridays. TGIF. I made that up. Um. Hard Knocks is coming back in August, and uh, I wrote a banger. Hey, the old Zeus wrote a banger. How about that? That's <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, that you could get on NFL.com slash Hansis. Uh, taking a look at some of the teams that are Hard Knocks eligible, a.k.a. they can't stop the NFL if they pick them. It's usually how they end up picking the team, which is kind of funny when you think about it. Um, and we'll go through the best options. Uh, for the 14th season of Hard Knocks. Uh, if we have time, we're going to hit the mailbag. Uh, but first, let us do some news. Is that you and Bob Dylan? Yeah. Who's the old lady? That's my old lady. A lot of old lady buzz off the Wednesday yeah. podcast. Oh, yeah. A lot of controversy. I maintain that the old lady <laughs> is the mother. Despite all evidence and definitions and uh, read a response. Not exclusively the mother. Uh, mother or wife. It could be used interchangeably. Some people say no. It is only in reference to your wife. But it is important to know that you never say, you never call your wife the old lady to her face. No, no, no. no. Not in front of her. You this is more something that happens at the tavern. It also happens imagine. in 19... 19- not that I don't do this. But. It also happens in 1947, not today. Right. I do call Keith the old man sometimes. Yeah, but that is, Term enti- of that is entirely... De- we've discussed this. A man is not... Does not an older man who's your father does not care about being called old. Good luck calling your mom old lady. Let's see how far <laughs> I would that never gets call you. Deb that. Agreed. Would you call your mother that? I the whole oh. thing <laughs> began because I was appalled by the idea that that was even a thing to you. 
All right, let's start the news. It's not a thing to me. It's a thing. No, it's a thing to you. NFL Network's Mike Garofolo, friend of the show. We've had him on here. He's a good guy. Jersey guy. He's a, he's a real dude. He reports that Nick Foles and the Jaguars have, quote, mutual interest. And um, Wes, this is not a surprise. Uh, and Well, this is the first time we're seeing it like, out there as a report that this is two sides are interested in each other. Why wouldn't they be? The Jaguars, they, uh, they need a quarterback. The Blake Bortles experiment did not work. Uh, Nick Foles wants a steady starting job and getting paid like a star quarterback. It feels like a perfect fit. What could get in the way? Uh, uh, maybe another team interest, but I, I the Eagles think, maybe they can mess this up. I would feel like the Jacksonville Jaguars have to be the heavy, heavy favorites here. And you know, maybe Nick Foles ends up overpaid, but wouldn't you rather overpay Nick Foles than Blake Bortles? This team, the defense is ready to win now. Don't waste your window. Go get a quarterback. Yeah, when you're trying to come up with where he could go and if the Eagles are really going to tag and trade Nick Foles which it, first of all is complicated pro football talks really been you know sounding this alarm that that's illegal that that goes against what the whole point of the tag is supposed to be it's didn't the Patriots trade do it, that with Matt Castle it's written in there and what the, it says yes and yes so it, it, there's some vagary with how the laws applied or the rules applied, but it says you, you need to only have them on your roster if you have a, a real intent to keep them on your roster, period. So if if they have to sign, like he refuses to sign until the minute when they actually have a trade, I don't know. It's just confusing. My point is, I don't know if they do trade him. Where are they going to trade him? They don't want to trade him to the Redskins or the Giants. Where else is there? It's the Dolphins is kind of the one other team to me that could make some sense. Well, and they're in people writing for around that team say that right. Miami's not going after Nick Foles or anyone like It's a very weird year because every other year we've done this show and hit free agency, there are a fleet of teams looking for quarterbacks. It's just not the case. I, and I've heard some talk that don't assume uh, don't assume the, the Jaguars are going to get him just because of Filippo. I'm not really sure why, but maybe they're just kind of putting that out there to, to keep his value low. In other news, the Cincinnati Bengals still looking for a defensive coordinator. Todd Grantham? Grantham, Grantham, I believe. Grantham, thank you. Todd Grantham, he's decided to remain at Florida as their D.C. Uh, He was offered a multi-million dollar uh, offer uh, deal to become the Cincinnati D.C., uh, but he decided to stay in college. And uh, Grantham does have a lot of NFL history, including with your Brownies, Mark, about a decade ago. Uh, However, he's staying in school uh, and or staying at school. And, Wes, you're – former love, the Cincinnati Bengals, they're trying to restart. They're trying to move in a different direction, but this it feels like a bit of a slow process right now. Yeah, and the Bengals then turned their attention to Saints secondary coach Aaron Glenn, and Rap Sheet reported right before we went on air, the Saints are planning to block the Bengals from interviewing oh, no. Aaron Glenn. I think that Dan Hansis could get the job right now if he really would. <laughs> I, I mean, Bucky Brooks, he just took a job. High school? A high school job. He so might that be the only coach left. He, I know he has former playing experience and scouting experience and all that, but he also is an NFL media employee. I feel like we should throw mm. our hats in the ring. I do wonder. Feels like a good gig. Yeah. What is being said to all these candidates behind closed doors? Because when you've been turned down by Jack Del Rio and Dom Capers and now Todd Grantham, mm. like, you get them into the building for a first and second interview, and then it all goes haywire. What? Mm. Is the discourse there? Well, the Bengals, you know, have a long 
history of maybe not having the best reputation around the NFL. That was certainly pre-Marvin Lewis where it was at its highest, but now Marvin Lewis is not there anymore. And this is the risk kind of of having to wait, first of all, of choosing a guy like Zach Taylor who hasn't really run a team at all or anything close. I mean, this guy was the assistant wide receivers coach in 2017. It wasn't even the main wide receivers coach. It was the assistant wide receivers assistant coach. Assistant to the wide receivers coach. Right. So he he doesn't have a lot of experience. They had to wait till he was done with the Super Bowl. He was a QB coach with the Rams. He's young, doesn't have a lot of contacts in the league, and I think you're seeing like some of the repercussions of that. Maybe that's why Mike Brown never made any coaching change for like two decades. He didn't want to deal with all this malarkey. Because nobody would take the job? That's just annoying to well, try to find all these new coaches. Why just keep the same guy. Malarkey's Brett. not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> or, I mean, I know he's done mostly offense, but he's been in the league. Malarkey? Maybe Rex Ryan. Defense? Rex Ryan, I think, would fit. That, is that actually is almost like a match of Why wouldn't he want to do sides? that? If, he, if, if it's true that he wanted the Chiefs job, which he did not get, obviously, uh, get back in the door and, and coach up that day. Well, I think he'd take it in a second. I it, believe Rob Ryan spent some time at the University of Cincinnati coaching. Interesting. Um, tenuous connection there. Here's a little bit of a <laughs> interesting. Uh, it's a. It's fine. It's you know mid mid February. Um, <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. signed a huge deal to remain with the Giants last year, but is he going to stay there? The Athletics Jay Glazer. Uh, you know, it's this time of year again, mid February. He had some type of mailbag or something, but he made a bold prediction, and Glazer, for what it's worth, is one of those guys that's very plugged in. Uh, to the league. Uh, he threw it out there that the Giants would trade Odell Beckham this offseason. And because this is 2019, Mark, the um, uh, then everyone immediately checks into Odell's social media and there were two face emojis and people put a lot into that. I, I can't. Maybe, I, you know, I'm getting old. I don't I don't know what the two face emojis meant, uh, but people took that to mean he was kind of like, yeah, whatever, let's 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 party. I like that, Dan, as, as our resident mailbag author, mm. you refer to Jay Glazer's mailbag as some sort of mailbag. <laughs> There's only one mailbag. That is true. <laughs> NFL.com slash Hansen. My question would be, because if this is true, you know, if he's hearing anything, number one, it would be a total about face for Gettleman, who gave him that contract and has insisted over and over, we're not moving Odell Beckham. You have this sort of top-heavy offense based around stars, and if you removed him, your identity is really uh, lacking on that offense in general, but also who is it out there that Glazers, you know, in his little, his whispers, who's mentioning the team? What team is it that's going to go after Odell Beckham? I, I, wonder, oh, I, I think. I'm not saying that. I think I'm there would be. If, I just wonder which one. You know, it's uh, interesting. And I know um, uh, Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham, you could argue, are two of the top three wide receivers in the league uh, if you want. I wonder if the Giants are tracking this uh, Antonio Brown situation, what type of market he has, and if they would think about it. Because I will say, like, is he's an Im- incredible player, Beckham, uh, but he seems just to be kind of a, a pain in the ass. And I wonder if the Giants are already kind of if they've had their full after four years. What are we talking about here, though? He's great. He's a great player, and more importantly, they just signed him to that huge contract. If they got rid of so? him, they would. Here's why. $35 million in dead money to cut him or, or to trade him. That's what I'm saying. Though. I mean, Why, it's like it, it it's doesn't financially, it would, sense. it would crush you financially and you'd be losing one of your best players. So I just mean this year, it just seems crazy. But I think, Dan, you were smart to point out it, this didn't come from, 
you know, a random newspaper. Glazer absolutely is saying this well, for a reason, and context. I'm amazed about there's it. There's context here. Jay Glazer is not reporting this. He was asked, give us a bold prediction. Right. And that's the one he chose. Yeah, but here's right. the thing. He he knows 50 billion different little things that he never talks about. He I don't think he's throwing that out there in a vacuum. I think he's throwing that out there because he's heard some things that actually this is not totally off the table. You know I, what I mean? I wonder if the Giants have a year later – uh, after hemming and hawing a little bit about whether they wanted to give him the big deal, they give him the big money. They go three and thirteen or four and twelve, whatever it was. He's hurt again, and if you look at his uh, his track record now, he's missed a quarter of the season almost every year he's played, except for one now. I I wonder if they're like, mm. is this guy worth the trouble? And maybe it's this great. year it doesn't it's, make sense. It's wild. I I want to correct myself because the financials are different on a trade than a cut. It would be twenty one million dollars in dead money on your cap, not 31, but that's still a still massive a amount to get rid of. I mean, a, my one thing is, unless player. he's a raging headache to a degree that we don't know about behind the scenes, you trade Odell Beckham, you get what, a first round pick and maybe a little bit more. Good luck drafting anyone in the first round who's as talented as, as Odell Beckham. It's a, it's like you're well, taking you a step back. Though. That's that's the thing. It would be like It's hard rebuilding. to find anybody as talented as Odell but Beckham. It's like, but why, there's why more than just it? talent involved with this personality. It seems. And I can't see right? them wanting to rebuild. Like If you did that, it almost seems like you're not trying to win as hard this, this year, and it's just a strange spot. Uh, other transactions. little transaction talk, Greg. Tee up on this. The Niners declined Pierre Garçon's 2019 option, so a wide receiver uh, that maybe a little shine is off the last couple of years, but he enters a wide receiver market that's not too hot. And the Chargers decline uh, Corey Legit's option, so a, a, a interior tackle will hit the market as well. A legit might be a guy that they try to bring back. They're in a weird spot. Their top four defensive tackles are all off the roster. They essentially don't have a defensive tackle position. So that, that's where you get in trouble in free agency when you suddenly have to replace four guys. He's coming off a torn quad muscle, which is a pretty major injury. Yep. And Gar- Garcon is one of the initial class that John Lynch signed in free agency. And I think Malcolm Smith is another that's going to get cut over the next week. And that class did not do well, well and, overall. And, and people saying the Niners should not go after Antonio Brown because of his age combined with where they are in terms of being a contender, not quite yet. They have one wide receiver that caught more than 30 passes last year. Like, they, they, they need more weapons on offense. You've got a great tight end in George Kittle, but they, have, they are shallow at wide receiver. Uh, for what it's worth, Chargers GM Tom Telesco said the door is open to bring back Legit. Um, so just got to report that. Reporting that. Hey, one other thing, Greg, I thought uh, you'd be interested in this. There was a report out there uh, in the Sports Business Journal, a respected outlet. Very. Uh, that the <laughs> yeah. NFL is leaning toward having the Bears host the Packers for next season's opening kickoff game on Thursday, September 5th. According to multiple sources, this line what? lines yeah, up hear this. with the <laughs> you're so mad right now. The league's 100th season <laughs> celebration. This is NFL 100. It's a massive initiative inside our company, and the 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 Bears and Packers are the two oldest teams. They played 198 times, and they would instead have the Pats play. Greg's not even listening. He's he's I searching am. right now, finding more information. The Pats would then play the Sunday night opener of week one so close out Sunday of week one I like this does, uh, does this uh, does this as a Patriots fan and Ricky I'd love to hear you on this do you does this smack of disrespect that one of the spoils <laughs> of winning the titles you get to open the season and the Pats might not have that opportunity 
No, not to me because I think that's it's a little stressful. And they had already reported that it would be the Chiefs. And that the last team I want to, as a Pats fan, see in week one is the Chiefs. Now, maybe it'll still be the Chiefs on Sunday night football on Sunday. And then, uh, you know, you don't get that little extra couple days off uh, after week one. But it's not a big deal. I mean, I'm glad to find out that it's because of this historical tie versus the ongoing Aaron Rodgers fetish that – uh, nighttime football television seems to have. Yes, because he really no let us down uh, on Sunday night last year in week one. The guy is born to play in prime time. I, that opening matchup does not excite me, but that's me personally. I, I really wanted to see the Patriots on that opening Ooh, Thursday night. It's Aaron Rodgers and the Packers against your boy Mitch Trubisky. I mean, that was it last Sunday. That was, it, that was it last year in, uh, you know, in when we were in but London. But that's before Trubisky crossed Mark. When all those guys met in the Hupmobile <laughs> showroom in 1920 – the Bears are the only team left. They were the Decatur Staleys, and they're the only team in the NFL left from that showroom. Mm. They deserve to be highlighted in the 100-year anniversary. Yeah, I'm what down. And was. the Packers came in the next year after that. Awesome. Awesome nug. I'm down with it. And have, like, the Bills visit the Patriots Sunday night. Something like that. Well, the one thing I was going to say is, with the exception of the Cowboys, let me know if I'm wrong, but if my memory serves me, except for the Giants in 2012 against the Cowboys, the defending champ has won like 10 years in a row. So it's a, a kind of a gimme on your schedule. It would have been a layup Thursday. I don't know if the Chiefs would be. I, w- I was secretly hoping for Baker Mayfield versus Tom Brady, which just a <laughs> little personal fantasy. Instead, I'm getting Mitch, Aaron, Trub- are they in Mitch Trubisky and Aaron Rodgers. Are they in please. Foxborough this year? The Browns? I'd, have to, I'd have to look out, look into that. But <laughs> yeah. they do play each other. I know that. I, I, uh, I Maybe is there any chance this conspiracy that they're like – I don't know. Maybe America's a little sick of the Patriots. Got to take them off. Bad rating. Maybe. For that no. Super Bowl. When I saw the headline, I'm serious. that's the first thing that went through my head. But then when I read it, it makes sense that they, we know how this league operates. Yeah. The NFL fi- Super Bowl 50, that was a huge blowout year long celebration. This is the 100th anniversary. They are going all I out buy in. for one zero zero. And I would guess the Packers Bears has like the longest consecutive streak of being on Sunday Night Football. Is there a year that they've ever not been on Sunday Night Football? This is just like Al Michaels' home game. Oh, for sure. That's what's happening in the news. Hey, guys, um, we talked about it at the top of the show, situation with Greg and what he was able to do. Um, as a dog journo, I, um, I reached out, and I, I actually tracked down the homeless gentleman. Let's hear from him. This is a message for Greg Rosenbaum. This is the bum. Sitting on your stoop, and I got a message for you, buddy. You're gonna meet me in the squared circle of death. And by that, I mean behind the 7 Eleven over on Motor Avenue. Don't, not in the front, alright? Behind it. They always call the cops on me when I'm in the front. Alright, I'm gonna see you there. Maybe you could bring a sandwich or something. Kinda hungry. Is that Macho Man Randy Savage? Is there or? a Macho Man app that you can just um, Well, this, You're on his radar, apparently. Yeah, well, this topic really did. It brought up a real conversation between me and Emika. Like, mm. you, you want to have and you try to have sympathy um, for the homeless population in Santa Monica, which is significant. Mm. But then you're battling that with, like, you know, you're worried about your own safety and everything else. I think probably, you know, this call could have been an example of maybe having a little more sympathy for the homeless. But <laughs> Well, I, I, tracked, I tracked him down, and I, I gave him a sandwich and gave him a couple bucks, pat on the head. I said, good luck out there in these streets. 
Yeah. A lot of how, rain in LA. How has recently. this turned you into a civic hero? <laughs> that is beyond absurd. Uh, just you got to look after your own. We're we're all in this together, ultimately, Mark. Yeah, I don't disagree with that theory. That's not what's that's yeah. Okay. You know this is all made up, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, all right, <laughs> let's get to it. Hard knocks. All right, so season 14, still a long way away. However, this is the time of year where the folks at the NFL, in conjunction, it's really NFL Films in conjunction with HBO, home box office, the premium cable giant, work together uh, to, to find a team that they decide they'll be focusing on for Five weeks during training camp. It is. Uh, what else needs to be said about Hard Knocks? It's the best TV show about football that's ever been put out. And every year, um, it, it brings the goods. Just like last year, Mark, with your Cleveland Browns, which I would put probably in my top three seasons all time um, uh, for how it took us behind the scenes of of Cleveland and and really what we then got to see all play out in life once the season started. The really the bad blood in the disconnect between Todd Haley and Hugh Jackson. That, that to me, is when Hard Knocks is at its best. Um, the Jets season in 2010 when we got to see uh, the Darrell Rivas negotiations, like real news that you get to go behind the scenes and see what's going on. Um, so a tough act to follow. Um, that time that William Hayes you know, saw the di- – didn't believe in dinosaurs, oh, no. that was another – No, the, the Ram news. season, that was, was forgettable. <laughs> there, not every season's a home run. The, the L.A. Rams season right before they got good was probably near the bottom of the barrel, I'd say. Um, so we're hoping for an, another good season in 2019. So this is how it works. The league about six years ago came up with a system um, that if you hit any of three different clauses, you were excused essentially from being selected for hard knocks. And they are the following. Uh, have a first-year head coach, a playoff berth in the past two seasons, or appeared on Hard Knocks in the past 10 years. There are five teams, only five teams, that uh, uh, don't get excluded based on those three parameters. So I will uh, now go through them. Um, five to one uh, in terms of least attractive to great fit. All right. Okay? So here's number five for me, and you guys tell me what you think. The Detroit Lions. Um, I <laughs> West chuckle. They won't even show up on time for training camp. Uh, doesn't it feel like we're kind of at a weird juncture in history with the Lions where they were in football hell before the the Browns were known as the absolute pits of the league the the Lions were that a decade ago they even had owned 16 first but now they kind of exist in purgatory they moved up from hell to purgatory there's just not a lot not to be compelling about this group don't want to watch them don't want to read about them don't want to write about them the Lions could not possibly be any more boring yeah, I don't know who else is on this list yet, but I'm not surprised they're at the bottom of it. The only thing that Hard Knocks does well sometimes, though, is take something that you think you know about and flip the script. Maybe you we would find out something about the Lions that would be compelling. I think Matt Patricia makes them more compelling on some level, but I feel Sell like, it, baby. No, HBO in general does not. Did you say Matt Patricia makes them more compelling? To me, personally. Yeah, I think I, he's I a like more interesting guy than he gives off, but he also like, is a guy... in his beard today? Right. The, what, he also gives off a vibe... Like any Belichick disciple, that he would fight hard against doing yeah. this. I think yeah. like so, home box office does not 
typically go out of their way to create the premium cable dull subject matter. So this would be not on their number one radar list, I believe. But remember, Greg, that if you were on this list, you have to. But they tried it. They they're hoping that they find someone that you know right it wants to do it, it which could even not be on this list, right? It or could sometimes. be an, I another. Think the, team. I think the Bucks were an example a few years back. They, they just raised their volunteered. hand. Um, I know the Jaguars seem to volunteer every year you hear, and they just, they're like blowing up the, the DMs and they just don't get a reply ever. That's kind of sad. Um, they're just like, oh, missed your message. Sorry, we already picked someone. They get fools, they might get a. Yeah, fools would change that. They true. might get a nibble. I think Cincinnati also volunteered, but I think a lot of times it does come from. Cincinnati teams. did it twice within a four year period. They're available. That was when they, they were struggling to get teams. Um, four is, for me, the Redskins, and, and you could um, throw them at five if you want, Greg. I have a feeling you would, based on your comments on our previous show. Uh, there is some intrigue here. Uh, Jake Rudin's, a, I remember him from the Cincinnati Hard Knock season. He was kind of a fun follow. Uh, what do they do with Alex Smith uh, and how they play out that whole situation? Uh, the Redskins are an option. I would put them higher only because if they actually did the job they normally do, they're an interesting spot here because they're, I think, at, at a bottom. I mean, I, but that that means the HBO would never want to pick them. The Redskins wouldn't want to do it. The NFL wouldn't want to showcase it. I think they're a franchise that has some real serious issues, not just Alex Smith, but fans and faith among their fans and tickets and stadiums. Like, they're they're in a tough spot. They uh, Gruden is the one coach, though, that is on record recently saying he did not mind doing it and he did not find it to be Interesting. a great distraction. It's not something that you're lobbying for, but in- he would be open to it. Uh, I would only be in, Wes, if they brought back uh, Rex Grossman and John Beck. Oh the, yeah, the fight for Alex Smith's job. Was it? Did they bring both of them in the same year? And Mike Shanahan oh, yeah. said, "Look, what you guys don't know is John Beck can play." I mean, they. they I believe in him, and I've been doing this for a long time, and I put my reputation on these guys that they can play. Right. One of my favorite quotes in NFL media history. I immediately scoffed kind, at that. Yeah, it kind of ended Mike Shanahan's career a little bit. They, little bit. they, they would, they could have some palace intrigue too. They just hired a a, def, a passing defensive coordinator. Who you know? They literally had people in the building trying to replace their own defensive coordinator, uh, Greg Minuski, which is kind of an under the radar story. Couldn't find someone they like better, and then they just kept him. They're like, "Oh no, you're fine, but we're gonna hire some some other assistants to maybe take your job." I like that. Palestine. Maybe Rob Ryan will take his job. Um, now the top three. I feel like there's a big separation. Forty Niners. Um, in a similar exercise last year, I thought they were a great pick, um, and I still think they're a great pick. Um, after what was a really, you want to talk about, they're not at a rock bottom, but they're coming off a deeply disappointing year, and you have a high draft pick, and you got the Jimmy G, Jimmy G drama trying to like get back on track after blowing out his knee, the Kyle Shanahan angle. Uh, he seems to be an interesting, fun guy, uh, and he likes rap, Greg. I can imagine the whole, like, seven-minute segment about that. Yes. Yeah. So the Niners, to me, <laughs> uh, one of the, you know, great NFL franchises of yore, uh, they kind of jump out. I wouldn't mind watching that. It, they got Richard Sherman, who is a good, yes, a good talker. Um, and if they get Antonio Brown, they would have to jump up this list, right? Yes. I think that's a great call. It's – it's. Um, I think they'd be a great pick. Kyle Shanahan did say it's a hard, hard, bad stance when they asked him about it. You will see the worst entertainment possible by by me. And John Lynch also kind of fought against mm. it. So I don't know. They seem against it. But their owner, and that's kind of the one that matters, se- seems to me like a guy that would maybe want to do it to help burnish the reputation of, of the franchise. 
Let's stay by the Bay. Number two, I got the Raiders. Um, Wes, I thought you put it really well last week that we're kind of in the dark ages a little bit for uh, the Raiders. And to me, that's nothing if not compelling. How do you dig yourself out? You have John Gruden, who I think Gruden and Hard Knocks are, kind of have been meant to, get, to be together. Mm. And this is an opportunity for that. And you have the drama around where they're playing, and you have the internal situation about building the roster, maybe a a new quarterback, what's going on with Derek Carr, the relationship between Carr and Gruden, which people have a lot of questions about. I'm in. Mark, you're shaking your head. I don't need it. Yeah, counterpoint, this would be too much like the Rams season when so much was about the move and not having a Mm. home, and I just don't care about that. I I think Mike Mayock would be interesting. I'd like like to see that. Uh, I, I think with the Raiders, the, 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 for me, I don't want to give extra attention to a team that's bolting on their hometown fans. I don't need go. it. I just don't. It's just, to me, the wrong season. The Raiders in general. That's a good point. Another year would be, would be interesting, just not this year. I was ready to fight against you guys. Cause you, are you kidding me? The Mark Davis, John Gruden, Mike Mayock, put it all together. Uh, kind of a crazy franchise. This sounds delightful. But I, I but I Mark, Mark John Gruden a, every Monday for ten years. I don't need to know any more about. I still, I would see more. I still you, like you him. I find him fascinating. A, an analyst in a booth. This is him and his natural. But I, Mark makes a it's great. There is that is a great point about awkward. It would be. I just don't think the NFL would want that. Also, but I in this year in particular. I think you probably. But it'd be think, interesting. I'd be all in. Like Gruden, you might think I say I don't want. I think Gruden would be compelling on the show. I, it, there's a mix here. I just don't want it this yeah. I could see it happening, too. It seems like something that could happen. What I don't have happen, Wes, I think your um, fears are not um, misplaced, but I think the danger would be if it was next year. Then they would be all about the whole Vegas angle. Oh, see, to me, that's interesting. Like, you're, you're going but to But that's what city. the Rams situation was. No, but there's never been an NFL team in Vegas. Like, okay. to me, that angle is kind of interesting. But I think, like, the year when they have a chance to actually be something – that would be the year to do it, not this year where they're obviously going to be a basement team again. Um, I'm number one on my list, and I imagine you might not all agree, but as a native New Yorker who grew up a Jets fan and always looked at the Giants as kind of the big brother and the, the team that does things right, um, I would love to see the Giants on hard knocks. And I think there's some good, uh, interesting players on the roster. And I think the end of the Eli era being behind closed doors to see how that goes, especially if they get a rookie in that building, how does that play out? And in general, the Giants is one of those great original teams of the league. You get the feeling they, they're almost above reality television, but they really aren't, and there's no reason why they shouldn't be involved in a show hey, like Hey, please. This. I mean, uh, Hard Knocks has won more postseason hardware than the Giants the last five or six years. Give me a break. Oh. This, is a great, this is a great franchise, Hard Knocks. You should be Ooh, proud right. to be a part of them. Right. Eli, 2-0, and bro. <laughs> Yeah, Two and O against on. the big man. Come I mean, on. he's zero and zero in the in he's zero and one in the last six years. No. It doesn't help that Giants owner John Mara, in 2010, said the team would make an appearance on Hard Knocks in quotes when I'm next to my father in the <laughs> gates of heaven cemetery. For real? <laughs> really? Yeah, that's a good quote. That's awesome. So it doesn't sound like they're overly you know excited about the. Well, it, it is a great test too because the the rule is. If you do not clear those three tenants, you will be picked if they want you. But the Maras are royalty. Do they? Is this a real? Is this a phony rule or is it a real rule? We would find out if the Giants run. I don't show. think it would help Pat Shermer much. Um, he was on a five-week 
Brown's reality show, which was a low-level thing on like the Travel Channel, and it did not help. It did <laughs> it's like not, a horrible show. It was a long time ago. It did not, for me, help much at all with uh, Pat Shermer's reputation, and I don't need five weeks of Odell Beckham. I, I used to. That watch, is my one issue. I used to watch every you know NFL-related show or reality show. I was a big fan of Third and Long, uh, you know, by Michael Irvin. I did try watching that travel show about like halfway through the second episode. I was like. Wait, this is really all about like the guy who's just like packing the bags for the plane. Yeah. They just spent 20 minutes on how <laughs> yeah. complicated that is of like, well, you got to move the bags up to this area, but then it's really tough. Like if it's a night game, you can't get out of the flight that early. I was like, like this is boring. <laughs> yeah, this is I can't watch this. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark. I think you shot down all five options. <laughs> <laughs> think you'll be sitting out hard knocks this year? But I agree with you, Dan. That, the Giants would Mark be number. <laughs> I would. I would. I would have put the Raiders two and the Giants one off of that list. So I. I totally really? agree. Yep. I would. I. This. These are not one of the five teams I would pick if I could pick any one at all. But I can warm up to them. I think they could go off the board. You it's, don't have to. It's I don't. I don't. It's certainly possible <laughs> that the that the Jag a team like the Jags volunteers or or they or some other team that would be. Oh, the Jags compelling. will volunteer. It's just a matter of if the phone is picked up, and it hasn't been for about five years. Who, who else could use it? Like, what's an owner that would, like, want it? The Chargers, I think, would want it. I'm not sure if Hard Knocks would totally do it, but I feel like the Chargers I'd love to see it. the Chiefs. Because that would be a good one. The, the Chiefs would be great. Wes, because of the ongoing headlock watch with the New York Jets, people have uh, put together that this would be a good year for the Jets to return, uh, according to Manish Mehta. Let's get her! Um, Manish Meadow reports the Jets are not interested at this time, which I'm disappointed about, but I get it. They, it is becoming, you know, a, a trend because of these rules that you just are picking kind of down and out teams. Like right. it, it would be great to pick a team that's at the top or close to. I it. can't they, remember they, the last time they had a good team on the show. Like the Cowboys were still were pretty good. There was year. one. They there, probably need more. Coverage. Wasn't there one very recent year? It was a team kind of like trying to get over. Get over the, Jets the top. Were. The Viking. No, the Vikings. Jets were coming off an AFC title game. Uh, this, like the Saints, for instance. Like how amazing. I, to me, the Saints would oh, be I like an, an amazing yep. team to pick going into this year, especially. Would oh, be Drew just Brees. really interesting. Uh, I mean, can you imagine? He would probably be. There'd probably be a teleprompter around him at all times <laughs> if he was on hard. The, Buc- the Bucks is who I was thinking of, just because people thought they were going to be good right. that year, but they, they weren't coming off. They were not. I'd like the Eagles. Um, Eagles are a good choice. All right, here we go. Uh, before we get out of here, a couple of mailbag questions. I reached out to the people. Uh, which hero hit the Nick Shook going away party uh, hardest in terms of uh, mm. beverages? Uh, we're all there at different times, I feel like, but we were all there. I would guess that I did, but th- that doesn't include Mark's trip to the bar next door. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bar next door had a, rea- a Gordon Ramsay reality show based around it, so I went to watch it. Uh, with the owner and stuff. How'd that but go? It was quite amazing. Um, they were, this is a, a one of my favorite, it's Boardwalk 11, yes. the karaoke bar. They were savaged by Gordon Ramsay, but came out on the winning end, I think, in the in the, in the That's conclusion. Fun. I just so watched you had the, fun. You were like a I, studio audience. I, I think West well, wins. I was there. We were. I, I was there to the very end, past West actually, through, straight through to the end of the trivia. And West and Keisha, especially the Paramore, they were ready to go home. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> Shook also showed up about an hour after it started. She I said she had been there for so. five and a half hours. I mean, that's no, that's a, that's a long time. I think she organized it. <laughs> that's a long time. Uh, moving on uh, from Malcolm McSweeney. 
If you could put together any announcer and color guy, any era to, together at a call games, who would they be? I, I love Romo, and he's, he's a, a, a emerging as a legend, but give me Summerall and Madden in their primes, and I'm flying. I'm with you. Can we have a three-man booth, Summerall, Madden, and, and Romo? Yeah, fun. That would be my dream team. What, I'm surprised Tariko isn't involved. For I yeah, I was trying to think of who is the, the play-by-play guy in my all-time game. I Yeah, I'm going to like Tariko and Romo for right now would be an amazing thing to witness. Under the radar? No offense to Jim Nance. Who's Don Cricky was a slow. great play-by-play man, I thought personally. Um, in the 1980s, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like five Maybe years not. ago when he didn't know any of the players no, in the I mean, NFL. When, but, he was, uh, when he was like the you. number one NBC team way back when. Um, Cricky, good choice. Nance giving away his tie. Does he still do that at March Madness? Because that, I don't know, I still hold that against him. That has nothing to do with the NFL or anything else. I, I haven't watched the March Madness. How about Tariko, Romo, and we bring back Dennis Miller. To oh, yeah. <laughs> they calm down a little with the Dennis Miller. Like that. His name. That, that booth would be great. They would have a lot of fun together. Your revisionist history about Dennis Miller. I, he wasn't a disaster, but let's not act like he was I amazing. He I enjoyed the Dennis Miller. He made yeah. it fun, I thought. Agreed. Yeah, De- Dennis Miller was incredible. I'll back down. I'm just Jordan saying, he's Lang. not going to talk that much, but he'll just pop Yeah, it. baby, cha-cha. Like, it'll be that crazy <laughs> about Dennis Miller. Yeah, I, I want 90s Dennis right, Miller, here, not kind of like here. the guy ranting now. I don't, now. Need, I don't no. need the current version of Dennis <laughs> no. Miller. How does Mark Sessler, this is from Jordan Lang, how does Mark Sessler think the next Avengers movie will go about restoring the heroes who got snapped? <laughs> I've never seen moment. an Avengers movie. <laughs> not that moment. I know of. They got snapped. Spoiler. I like how you were fingered on that one. They got... A bunch of them vanished. If I rem- if ah! I'm reading some of the reviews, I have no idea. Isn't it all based off of actual, real stories? They asked you, not us. Uh, apologies, <laughs> I have no no response. This is that. one area where this trying room to save my voice is out of step with with the American populace. Good. Um, last question, and actually, this one gave me pause because I actually never thought about it. Uh, we everyone always talks about the Belichick Brady era and. Um, uh, kind of like who made who, or if it was truly a, a joint <laughs> effort. And Corey Wilson asks uh, if I could go back to the year 2000, uh, which is when uh, Bill jilted the Jets and went to New England and also when Tom Brady was drafted, I believe in the sixth round, what was it, like 199 overall? <laughs> It's not really publicized, but if you could go back to, ta- to she says that Corey says the year 2000. Everyone says the year 2000, by the way. You could just say 2000. It's, it's from Conan O'Brien, right? Maybe. Good, good editing. Who would you steal from the Patriots, Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? If you could only take one, if you go in the time machine, Wes. Who are you? You only can take one. Who is this? Any team, basically? Yes. Okay. You're right, Chris. I just hate this question. I'm sorry, Corey. Um, you know, Sheck brought it up last week, and I just find it exhausting. But you got to answer it, though. Got to take one. I don't cut them in half and join them back but together. Th- that's murder. That's double murder, my friend. They're both the greatest to do it, so whatever. But if you could only have one, who would you take? And yeah. you get 20 years. I enjoy watching Tom Brady, so I'll choose him. This, like, you have You're no- the GM of a team. Okay. There's like no context in it without any context. I think I would take Brady because I think ownership and the everything else going on that I don't know anything about could ruin it for Belichick more than you could ruin it for Brady. I'd take Brady. I'm with I think you. He's I, a little safe. Having the all-time greatest quarterback and I'm sure 
being with Belichick helped in that regard. But I think Brady was going to be a Hall of Famer either way, no matter no matter where he ended up. I think he's that special. Give me that guy uh, instead of the coach who could get sandbagged with a bad roster. And I think Belichick probably manager. would have been a Hall of Famer no matter where he ended up with a second chance. It was the, the odds were it was going to go well. But you're right. I'm taking Brady. I, I'm one of the people that liked Belichick when he was in Cleveland, unlike a lot of the media there, and I would take Belichick. Okay. There you go. And Wes would murder them both. That's what we Tamposi. Interesting choice. Brady. Not even a hesitation. Nope. You want to give an explanation or Nope. Okay. That's fine. I get why you say the way you say. The things that you say out of your mouth. All right. <laughs> Good show. <laughs> Fun show. Uh, we will be back. Uh, when are we back? Monday, right? Okay. I will Monday. not be here, so best of luck to you guys. That's a holiday, right? Happy President's Day. Uh, I don't know. Well, we, why we are we to, coming in? We need to all talk about this, I guess. Okay. Why would I be here if it's a holiday? Well, we've that's not gotten in the way in the past. But <laughs> not, yeah, we, Well, it's past. getting in the way now. Um, Clearly, we'll be we've back. done some planning. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll, <laughs> we'll be back with two to three shows. And uh, when we do, we'll be breaking down a lot what's going on in the NFL, and it'll be fun. So get ready for that. Thanks for listening, and have a great weekend. This is Dan Hansis signing off. You can check us out on Spotify, too, remember? Absolutely. They're so cool. I, I just started listening to podcasts on my on Spotify, and it's it's way better. Incredible algorithm Spotify has. So the music end is Netflix wishes top-notch. they had Spotify's Wes algorithm. says he only listens to podcasts on Spotify. So you, if you want to be involved uh, with the Spotify end of listening to the show, Go to their um, search engine and type in the name of the show around the NFL podcast. And while we're here, and right there, beef up. You want to give us a you know a Valentine's Day belated uh, present or an early uh, President's Day present because everyone's given great presents for President's Day. Uh, leave a comment. You know, just juice it up. I'm gonna look at the number right now on iTunes. On iTunes, yes. I'm gonna look at the number right now, and if it's not like up a hundred by next Tuesday, I'm gonna be disappointed. More like President's Day. Nailed it. Per- that's how you go out. That's how you get out of here. Mark could not get out of the studio faster. <laughs> when this show ends, it will just be a cloud of smoke. It'll be like a backpack over the shoulder and out, out the door. I just feel like I have a vocal cord like stuck inside my body somewhere. Hopefully. I need to get this fixed. Yeah, I got to get that thing out of there. All right. This is Dan Hansen signing off for Quiet Storm. Feel better, Mark. Thank you. Okay. The mailman, the old boss, and Ricky Hollywood behind the glass. Till next week! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.